back with the second half of our special, our top five shows of Kevin. What is it? What the were they Beep. thinking? <laughs> Did you like my <laughs> peep? <laughs> we'll add it in post. Exactly. What the <laughs> peep? Were, were they, they thinking? thinking? Show I, yeah. So we're gonna basically talk about our uh, our. Now we actually are at our top five. So if if you want to hear uh uh actually ten through six, listen to part one. Uh, and um, it was pretty crazy. So I will this show be even crazier than part one? I have no idea. It, I don't think something it's possible to tells be crazy. me yes. I it, that's gonna be <laughs> cra- we we might be arrested if it's crazier, Tachi. <laughs> either, either arrested or committed. Well, pack your bag now because I think that's about to happen. <laughs> oh, <nah>. <laughs> All <laughs> right, so I, I don't know. Do you want you want me to start this time since yeah, the last just, time? I'm All sorry. Right. I'm, just, I'm just saying. I'm, under, I'm just thinking about how like I'm allergic to straight jackets. But anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> so Tachi, damn, what? that's what I bought you for Christmas anyway. <laughs> okay, Tachi. So what is your number five? What the were they thinking? Show idea. <sighs> this probably comes as no surprise. <laughs> Let me just say it. Um, it's a Tyler Perry show. Oh, okay. Well, Ty- but, that, but isn't that all of his shows? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. The views expressed by Kevin. <laughs> no, not necessarily the view. Um, it, it's Tyler Perry's House of, of Pain. Um, Have you ever watched it? Oh God, I I I think I uh, was at someone's house and I watched part of one episode and I was like, "How is this a thing? How is this a show?" Well, um, first of all, I question your choice in friends if they're sitting at home watching Tyler Perry's House of Pain. <laughs> Gee, what are you watching, Tyler Perry's House of Pain? Anyway, yeah, yeah, it's okay. So it's a sitcom and it actually premiered in syndication in two thousand six. So. It's been a while, and it was retooled, uh, and it aired on TBS from June 2007 to 2012. This thing was on the air for five years, and it, and it still feels like it hasn't left, <laughs> to be honest. Oh, my God. I wonder if it's on OWN, too, because it's just so many other Tyler Perry abominations have been on there. and then, But he's his reach has grown even more. I mean, he's been on TLC, again, the learning. Wasn't, didn't he have some god-awful abomination on the learning channel that was a show and then he um is on bet plus he's just i think he's everywhere he is he is and so again it centers around the pain family and this is the interesting thing it could go really well but because of the comedy it goes really south or lack thereof of comedy so they often deal with really poignant issues like for example the the son they they both the son and the father are firefighters they work at a fire the same firehouse the son is taking care of his children on his own well with the help of his mother and father and they've moved into the parents house because of the fact that the mother is on was on drugs you know she at some point she gets you know clean again but she was on drugs and so taking care of that so there's there are serious aspects to this but then the comedy and the jokes are just they just fall flat every time there's a laugh track which i know you love kevin so it it just is like okay so i i 
there are certain things now, let me preface this by saying, and I don't know why we always feel we have to preface, but let me preface this by saying, I really respect Tyler Perry for his hustle, all the things he's been able to do with that new soundstage and, um, you know, production house and everything down the studios, Tyler Perry studios with all the different sound stages in Atlanta. It is the largest, uh, studios lot out in, it's the largest, it's even larger than Warner brothers and all these other lots out in California. So kudos to you, kudos that you, each of them is named after an important black person in entertainment, each of the several sound stages. I love it. However, that does not mean that I can't, I can't love what you do in that sense and be critical of your content. And you know, some of your content I'm critical of like this show here, it, it, it may work better as a drama. Everything doesn't have to be a joke. This It could have worked better as a drama or not. I don't know. Well, unlike Tachi, I respect you and all that you do, uh, Mr. Perry. And if there is a job at the studio that you would like mm, me to do, if <laughs> there's a show you'd like me to work on as a writer or, God forbid, an actor... Um, you know. Oh, I'm, good. I'm, you could. You I'm could no take... stranger to the grease paint. So if I had to, I'd, I'd get in there and give it my best shot. If you need, if you need somebody to be Medea's wacky uh, cousin that she didn't know about, I will play that. I'll do whatever it takes. So yeah, put me in, coach. All right. So. <laughs> well, since Kevin has now sold his soul. Um, <laughs> Let's move on before Tyler Perry comes to collect. Well, hopefully uh, you haven't heard out of the comments I've made about his shows in the past. <laughs> well, now you've told him you've made other comments. In the and they've the all been the glowing. Past. They've all been glowing. <laughs> nice save, Kevin. <laughs> anyway, Kevin, what is your number five pick? Okay. Now, you would think because we were we are doing a top ten versus our normal top five that I wouldn't have to kind of uh, shoehorn extra picks in. But uh, sadly, there is a lot of what the shows out there. So I'm actually doing an archetype right now. And that archetype is shows based on the Urban Dictionary. And what I mean by that is when I think what ends up happening in writers rooms is there is some new term or phrase that is popular in uh, the teen lexicon at a point. And so they like someone's like, let's make it a show. So a perfect example of that is a little show called Selfie from 2014 and the show uh the synopsis was a self-obsessed 20-something uh pharmaceutical sales rep who is mega popular they actually have the word mega mega popular on social media needs help making friends and being liked in real life so get it she gets likes online but not so much in real life so she turns to a marketing genius for uh tutelage in this modern take on my fair lady so it starred uh karen gillian as eliza to john Cho's uh harry higgins so it was just 
awful. And so it's uh, there's there's other shows like that where they'll just take some ner- uh, some some name that gets like that's the uh, term becomes popular. Like a perfect another example was a show we actually re- we reviewed here on TV channeling, a show called Ghosted. Um, uh, it was a Fox show in 2017, and it starred Adam Scott and Craig Robinson uh, as a skeptic, uh, tough. Uh, ex-cop is forced to team up with a nerdy scientist and uh, uh, a, and firm believer in the paranormal. And so it's like they're opposites. One's all go with the flow. And the other one... Oh, God, no, we're not doing this. We're not doing this this week. We're not doing this this time. No. And the no. other one is super straight-laced. It's just oh, like, oh, my boy. God. So, again, because ghosted is a term that people started using, they're like, let's make it a show. No. And so on a completely unrelated note i want to talk about the new show that i am launching it's a little show called lit and it's about a disgraced and down on his luck tech executive forced to work at yankee candle and so (laughs) we're really excited about it and it's well and it's Go ahead. It should actually it should actually be called Lit AF. Okay, (laughs) that's the spinoff, Tachi. (laughs) Sorry, sorry. Let me stay in my lane. Okay, sorry. (laughs) I'm trying to help you. Sorry. Yeah. So, will he make it at Yankee Candle? It's gonna be hard for him working at a candle store, being an ex tech exec. So, yeah, it's gonna be a great show. I'm excited about it. But anyway, so stop doing this. Stop showing, uh, what, MILF? No, just every, no, don't take every word and make it into a show based on some new slang. Stop it. I don't want to see uh, On Fleek as a new show. No, stop it. But, well, the thing is, too, I mean, how stupid are you to know that you don't know that when you do stuff like that, it dates it. It doesn't, not that, exactly. not, content, not that content is always going to be evergreen. Of course, the shows and characters live within particular times, especially if you're trying to make it current day. But when you use those types of words, it dates it. It's not new and fresh anymore. Well, you can't have somebody that is like a Gen Alpha now come back years later and watch it and like, well, what the hell is lit? Don't do that. Stop it. Oh, another, and even uh, let's go back to the original show I'm talking about, the selfie. The reason why that's a stupid idea, anytime you have a show where the premise is some character is a certain way and the premise is of changing them into another way, um, if they're like, you know, if they're super crazy and you're going to try and make them into a businessman, the, the, you can, they can never become that final thing. The whole premise of the show is me trying to make you, Tachi, who's super straight-laced. I'm trying to get yeah. you relaxed. And, oh. and, 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 of course, you know, your sister who died and left you her kids, I'm, I'm trying to help you relax and go with the flow and raise these kids. And so, but the point is, if you start becoming the relaxed person or you get super businessy because you were too go with the flow and your kids weren't getting fed, then when, once you're straight-laced, that's the end of the show. So the idea that he was playing... Uh, in a movie, yes, you can have My Fair Lady where in the course of two hours, you take somebody who is, you know, uh, talks with a cottony accent and you make people in and, and you turn her into Grace Kelly. Yeah, you can do that in two hours, but you can't make her into Grace Kelly over the course of five. It should not take you five seasons to turn her into Grace Kelly. If you say straight laced or go with the flow one more time. <laughs> 
I'm going to need you to find alternative phrases. Well, it's just that so many shows, basically the premise of every show seems to be the idea is it's an odd couple. So it's like, I'm super businessy and you're super wacky, Tachi. And like, how will we ever get along? Just like, that's every show. We're we're two cops and I'm going with the flow. No, I'm just kidding. And so basically they take the exact same idea and they just change the milieu. So you have it with cops. You have, you know, you're you're a super straight laced attorney and I'm an unorth- unorthodox attorney. And will we ever get along? We just like, no. <laughs> so, ah. you know, you know, based off of if we were if we were being observed by beings on another planet and they examined our entertainment, our media entertainment, I think they would say TV should end because <laughs> you, people, you people don't know what to do with it because it's always the same. You never learn from your mistakes. You do things like bring back the XFL where you lost <laughs> the first time. You don't deserve entertainment, so end it. Well, hopefully our smart listeners listen to part one so they know what the hell we're talking about. Yeah, okay. that's true. That's okay, true. So, that's true. So, Tachi, what's your number four pick? Oh, I'm excited to share this with you. I'm actually so, scared and nervous now. Okay, no. You know what, Tachi? I'm just going to go with the flow. Go ahead. Because I'm too straight-laced for you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, this was actually not a, an ongoing series. This was a special, okay? So, it was a two-hour live special uh, that from 1986 Hosted by a one, Geraldo Rivera. Can you oh guess my what God! Happened? I know what it's gonna be. <laughs> what happened? I know what it's gonna be. I know what it's gonna be. I'm gonna say anything. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. The mystery of Al Capone's vaults. <laughs> oh my God. This was a special show, and it centered on the live opening of a secret vault in the Lexington Hotel that was owned by crime boss, uh, crime lord, as you will, if you will, Al Capone. And so the whole two, and I actually watched it because it was a whole big thing. They made a big deal. Everybody out of the fact watched it. It was an event. It was an event. And then again, in 1986, think about it. How many channels did you have? So you watched what was on. And since they made a big deal out of it, everybody watched this. So we made a big deal out of it. It was two hours. And of course, they're building up the suspense and the tension to let you know, oh, it's coming because we can't wait to see what Al Capone's vault is open. At the end of the two hours, at 1.58, Geraldo Dam Rivera opens the damn vault, and what's inside? Not a bloody thing. The damn vault is empty. So you feel like you wasted two hours of your life watching this nonsense. Absolute rubbish. Who the hell greenlit that? Couldn't you at least... See if there was something in it before you said, you know, let's spend money and do... Everybody was disappointed. Who does that? Well, I remember he was so disappointed that he slunk off. Like, when they opened it and saw that there was, like, nothing in it, he just, like, he didn't even, like, say, well, good night and thank you. No, he just, like, wandered off. Wouldn't you, damn it? After all the hype, I mean... 
they really did a yeah but the, you know what the money campaign. was made though the money the ca the checks were cashed uh so oh yeah no the money was the money was made but you know you have to look at it i mean Geraldo rivera by trade you know was a journalist and so <laughs> you have to look at you know what she fix your face <laughs> <laughs> kevin fix your face <laughs> <laughs> Fix your <laughs> Oh gosh, I am so hot now because I've been laughing at yeah, that. Oh my god. I'm overheated. Okay, so by trade he's like journalist, radio personality, that type of thing. So Geraldo Rivera. Uh, I'm sure he was disappointed because even though he got paid for that, it makes you look bad and unbelievable. The network doesn't give a damn because it's not them that takes the fall. It's Geraldo with his over-the-top stupid style that's like, we're going to go inside the vault. We got He goes in and there's nothing there, not even like a dead, dead rat bones or anything. So nothing. So it's hilarious and just sad at the same time because it was wasted time. That is my what the hell is this moment. And in the words of Huggy Lowdown, the comedian, Geraldo Rivera, you are the Bama of the week. 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 <laughs> oh, my God. Well, okay. First of all, I thought that that wasn't it like a first run syndication special. So it wasn't like it was a network anybody had in particular had to answer for it. No, and, right. Uh, so it was it, it was absolutely a debacle and a disaster. But again, the the money was made, and so <laughs> the, the all the checks cleared, and so yes, he wasn't. That's one thing that I think the the positive thing about people that are horrific like him and you know who the current uh, occupant of sixteen hundred Pennsylvania. Yeah, there, there is a power into being absolutely shameless that you can't be you can do anything and you you have zero just it's it there it's a it, there is almost a magical power to it just like there's nothing you won't do because there you can't feel embarrassed or shamed about any ashamed uh, of any of the horrible horrible things that you're doing well after the show um it, apparently he was quoted as saying seems like we struck out and he um said on um uh, an edition in 2016 of uh uh the five of which is on fox news that he went right across the street and got tequila drunk after the special aired and then went back to his hotel room and put the do not disturb sign on the door uh, well, the, the it, whole the whole scheme of the thing was the idea that they had to. It was a. It was I think it was like a two hour ridiculous. It was a ridiculous. Yeah, it was long, two hours. Two and then they basically were going to open the fine finally open the vault in like the last like minute of the thing. And so it would be different if they basically opened it like halfway through and they were going to discuss all of the treasure trove we found. No, so it was it was it was they they knew I believe there was nothing in there because that why wait till the last minute? Let's say they found somebody's like skull or something in there and just like and bye. I'm like well wait we're gonna talk about this no the show's over it was even the way it was produced was produced as, as in we know that we're not gonna find anything it was sensationalism it was trying it was for ratings it was trying to gain eyes and viewers which was something that was easier to do back then than now uh, thinking about now would you let me ask you would a special like this work now is that something that uh, would work now Oh, God, no. It absolutely wouldn't work. Because if there was some kind of hype about it, then I'd be like, you know what? I'll just check Twitter to see what, what, uh, what was in it. Versus sitting there for two hours as a captive audience waiting for them to open up a safe. 
Well, you know what? Maybe not two hours because nobody has that kind of time. But what if it was a half hour special? You think that would work? I would tune into the last minute of the thing. <laughs> <laughs> like at, at minute 29 i'd be like let's see what's in there and then <laughs> that maybe i would tune in but i i don't think it, it could definitely not happen like it did uh back in the day those those days are long gone people are so jaded and a lot of people wouldn't even believe i think that they were, it was a much more innocent time i think people wouldn't even believe that that they wouldn't have already opened it and know what's in it or have a way to x-ray it or something like that but the idea that it's truly a mystery to everybody involved is something that people would have a hard time believing they, they'd have a hard time believing that there was a safe that nobody knew about until now there's like a there's a secret safe that was around for like you know decades that nobody knew about Raul Rivera stumbled upon it and now he's going to open it on live tv and we're going to find out what's in it just like all of it sounds shady every what? every last bit of it well, you know, the thing is, it actually did, it helped his career, you know, obviously as a, he's thinking his career is over, but he's like, okay, it's not over. And here's the thing, it's been parodied 10 million times in movies. I think SNL did a parody of it. You could, you know, look at the list of all the parodies in movies and TV that has been done about it. So it makes you infamous almost. So it worked out. For yeah. everybody involved, yeah, but, you, you would know. you would think that'd be enough to make him go away. But that, that's why I said that's the power of having zero shame. That's the power of it because it's just any, any normal person would be like, oh, I can't be seen in public after this debacle. But he's all like, here I am, hello, hello. So <laughs> <laughs> look at me, look at me. <laughs> so yeah, he refuses to go away. Oh goodness. All right, so that's my number five pick, Kevin. What is Tari? Yeah, number, number five. Four. That was your number so, four pick. That was your second one, so that's four. number four. How am I? You, you see, I'm you did. You so. already did your. That was your second one, Tachi. Oh, that's right. Because House of Pain. That's right. I'm sorry. So, yeah, so that's what your is number your number four, four pick, Kevin? All right. Okay, I'm going back to the Disney. Um, this goes under category of uh, procedurals with a twist. Mm. Uh, and so my thing is, stop twisting. Um, so this was called Manimal, and it was nineteen eighty three on NBC. And yeah. so, so for those of you that are uh, too young to know what this was about, and those of you who are old enough to know but were smart enough to never have encountered this, <laughs> let me tell you about it. So the show uh, was about uh, Jonathan Chase uh, is a British college professor at New York University who has the unusual ability to transform into any kind of animal he wants. He decides to use his power to assist the New York Police Department in solving unusual crimes. And in the series pilot, he teams up with a cute cop Brooke and war buddy Ty to stop some terrorists from stealing uh, a supply of toxic gas. <laughs> so that is the absolute description of the pilot episode. But what I love about it is they were like, they even, at the time, they referred to as a cute cop, Brooke. So the woman's, a, she's cute. So it's important to know that she's not, she's a cute cop. Now, his war buddy, Ty, what the hell does he look like? Is he attractive? I'm not, why should I, what? Tell me about his looks. He's I ugly. just, 
<laughs> but I love the fact that they had to tell you, oh, she's a cute cop. So tune in to see her. And you know who she, she probably appeared on on, on on Circus of the Stars. But anyway, uh, that's how attractive she was. She, she was very cute. And from Manimal. <laughs> from from Manimal. The busty co-star who plays the cute cop, Brooke, is on the high wire. So, um, yeah. Listen to episode one to understand what the hell we're talking about. So anyway, <laughs> part one. So anyway, so these procedurals with the twist, whenever you have somebody uh, uh, another one i was reminded of that was almost on my list was one called uh blind justice and it's about a blind detective who's solving oh, crimes God. and he's after a serial killer and i'm just like stop it stop with these twists <laughs> <laughs> this is this is like comical no but i'm like when you're in these rooms you don't see the comedy in any of this in fact, that would be a show in and of itself. These writers' rooms that that, uh, that come up with these cockamamie ideas and and then get greenlit and fail horribly. That's a show in and of itself. And before anybody comes for me on social media, I'm not saying that you can't be a visually impaired uh, uh, police detective, even though I know how that would work, as far as in, like, how maybe you have to already become a police officer and then become blind and still be solving crimes, because I don't think that they would even you would even pass the police exam i think part being able to see is part of being a cop normally that's just, it's not normally, my bias this isn't my bias i feel like if you want to be a cop and you can't see that's fine now follow my screams when i'm coming help so come come, to, come near my voice <laughs> anyway this is it we're going to stop right there but my yeah, point man. is <laughs> My point is, no. So if you have, if you just have like Law and Order, and you happen to have a police detective who is like in a wheelchair or something like that, I have no problem with that. My problem is doing like a pun in the name of the show, of uh, uh, and calling it Blind Justice. If you happen to have a visually impaired police officer who's part of a team or whatever, who's like uh, who is some kind of uh, who's like a profiler, that's great. Go for it, but don't call it Blind Justice. Well, question: Was this? He was a detective. Was he actually like? Yeah. Yes, he was a detective. On the scene. Yes, he was okay. on the scene using his using. He, he, I'm sure he was often. He was hearing things and smelling things that led to the who the killer was. But, uh, but, but uh, I just, I just, why? There are all kinds of ADA pro- problems with this one. Wow. Yeah, so, but mm. uh, but the weird thing about Manimal is I actually have heard uh, uh, that talk that there there are people pr- pr- uh, talking about bringing that show back. I'm like, no. Well, no. no if, if if we have to suffer with the F- XFL, I guess Manimal is, is the next in line. I uh, do want to say one thing that the show, the actual, the actor who played uh 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 Br- British uh, college professor uh uh Jonathan Chase. His real name is one of the most British things I have ever heard. His name was Simon McCorkendale. Huh, well, it sound that sounds uh Scottish. Okay, well anyway, it, it, so uh, was- I I just like I just I that McCorkendale is like what? I just, I like, I just had to mention his actual real name, even though I'm sure Simon. Like, oh, don't he? I'm sure he's like, I'm sure he's like, don't mention, don't, don't talk about me being in that. But, but, <laughs> but, but, but I just love the idea, just like, and he's helping solve crimes, just like, so what? It's like, oh my god, the killer's running, but we lost him. You know what? I'll turn into a hawk, and I'll. Oh, okay, he's over at the, he's on the, he's running left. I just like, I just swear, <laughs> what? I just say, like, just like, why? And just like, oh my god, we we lost the trail. You know, I'll turn into a bloodhound, and I can smell. Him. Okay. <laughs> just, 
Wonder Why? Twin powers activate. Form of exactly, <laughs> exactly. I guess like, if they rebooted it, he would like. I guess he would meet. Uh, how uh, that's did they? I don't think they even tried to explain how he got his powers in the original show. Just like yeah, he just has these powers. Like did well, did he meet like a did he meet like a witch or did he meet some shaman on when he on a walkabout uh, in Australia who gave him these? I, like, I just I don't understand. The whole thing was just wackadoo. Why? Why? What the were they thinking? (laughs) All right, Tachi. (laughs) So what's your next pick? Okay. So my next pick off of Manimal (laughs) to a little ditty that, and you know, I, I love music. I love dancing. I don't know that I like cops dancing and singing. Oh, dear God, no, Tati. <laughs> Tati, you shut up. You shut your mouth. Stop it. <laughs> no. <laughs> How dare you. Uh, well, my next pick is <laughs> Cop Rock. <laughs> oh, damn it. Oh, why are we at the, Why do you have to make my TV twin? <laughs> <laughs> You know, I figured... You should be my TV cousin, Tachi. Stop it. <laughs> it's just too bad. It's too late. We are TV twins. And Cop Rock is my, is my pick uh. for this. <laughs> well, now the you pe- know how it feels. Tell the people about Cop Rock. So it was a police, quote, drama that was pol- presented as a musical. So once you do something as a musical, I don't know how it could be a drama anymore. It just lightens the mood. Uh, and it first aired in 1990. I didn't even know it was that, not recent, but I thought it was like in the 80s. But it was 1990. And it was um, a mixture of musical performances and serious drama. Um, and it was a failure, actually, when it originally aired. TV Guide is has it as number eight on the list of 50 worst TV shows of all time in 2002. And they said it was the single most bizarre TV musical of all time. Well, then they didn't see Peter Pan live. Anyway, uh, but, uh, but no, I still say this is worse. Peter Pan it was is. meant to be it a is. musical. This idea, this okay, to give people a little bit of background because I actually have notes on this because I was going that was going to be on my list, but now it's been ruined. Yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway, as if he and, and he, guys, he's saying this as if he didn't ruin two of my choices. <laughs> the, the last show. Two. Okay, so anyway, but it's different when I do it. It's delightful when I do it. But of anyway, of course it is. <laughs> but um, okay, this show was produced by Stephen Bochco, who was famous for doing hard hitting at the time dramas. He created Hill Street Blues, which was a uh, a, a, a it wasn't a regular procedural. It actually had. Uh, an ensemble cast and it was ethnically diverse which was very unusual at the time and he also was behind the uh, multi-emmy award-winning show la law so two very hard serious dramas and so he thought can i do a really serious drama but add rock music to it so literally there would be criminals like you know uh singing at while shooting somebody or holding somebody hostage and they'd be like let him go let him go yeah yeah and it's like and he's like (laughs) no i won't i won't let him go and they're just like what why this is like jesus christ superstar with cops it it mm -mm. No, no. And so um, 
I'm sorry. Oh, 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 I'm trying oh, oh, to. And they also, like, I got to say one thing. There was like, so like literally like when they had like when a, a person was like on trial, at one point the the, the judges are like, you know, render your verdict. And all of a sudden the jury dropped, dropped up and they jumped up and they had like choir robes on and like, he's guilty. Yes. He's guilty. Yeah. Get, 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 get guilty. I'm trying to say it. Why? He's guilty was actually the theme song because I never really watched Cop Rock, but I would watch the opening credits so that I could see hear the song. Not that it was that enjoyable, but it was just catchy. So He's Guilty was actually the theme song for this. And fun fact, one of the cops was played by Mark. I can't remember his last name. But he played uh, Diane Carroll's son in Julia. He was a little boy in Julia. Wow, yeah. that is a that wow. Your dear dog God, your 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 information and your knowledge goes back. You are the oh my, that is a gem of of information. I want to go back and watch it just to see that, just to see him grown up. Yeah, I know it's interesting. He was largely talented, but you know, didn't do a whole lot after that. So, uh, oh, because very you know sad. why? Because he was uh, b being in shows like Cop Rock. So yeah, that would put a <laughs> that put the kibosh on your career when you're on shows like singing. He's guilty. He's guilty. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh, I, gosh. I sing the body electric chair. I execute the killers. I toast at their funerals when they become one with the earth. <laughs> And I look back on Rikers, I <laughs> and back at St. Quinn. <laughs> oh, oh, and I burn with, oh, I burn with the fire of 10 million guards, and in time, and in time, <laughs> we will all be guards. <laughs> Okay, so for those of you that are listening that don't get that reference, I sing The Body Electric. That was a song from Fame, from the movie Fame. So, and I think everybody learned that I'm in grade school. I sing The Body Electric. Did you? Yes. <laughs> and you were so proud to sing it. I sing The Body Electric. <laughs> I still don't know what the hell that song is about. I still I don't, to what this the day. hell is that? What okay, that's another that thing. Song? That's another thing that's like, what the hell is this? What the hell is I Sing the Body Electric about? Oh, Who God. wrote it? Who wrote that and why? Oh, my. Anyway. You know, what the? Were they thinking? No, just kidding. <laughs> what were they thinking? What the peep were they thinking when they wrote I Sing the Body Electric? Oh, my God, Tajay. I'm still, I'm filled with rage. Okay, so <laughs> let's get off of that rage and off of electric bodies and on to your next pick. Your number, what is this? Three? Um, I think it's, yes, it's not, yeah, because mm -hmm. I have three left. Um, But mm -hmm. now one's been snatched out of, oh, snatched away Aww. from me. But you know what? Let's just keep up, because I was actually going to do two, so I'll just use the, <laughs> I was going to say, um, stop, no, no musical dramas. Stop it. Don't do it. Bad idea, always, always. Any of them that are in development right now, stop it. Anybody working on it, anybody basically going to read to be in a drama musical, no. Fire your agent for even sending you the script. So, speaking of that, there was a show called Viva Laughlin. 
in 2007, and it was about a small-time casino owner, um, uh, Ripley Holden. Uh, uh, his dreams of opening up a snazzy resort on the Laughlin Strip. It was based on a BBC murder mystery musical series called Blackpool. And so they redid it on CBS in 2007. And at the time, people, for some reason, I guess this is why they sold it that way, that they sold it as if it starred Hugh Jackman. But Hugh Jackman wasn't exactly one episode singing and dancing on top of pool tables and dancing with the showgirls. Um, and that was great. And Melanie Griffith, the other name in it, she was smart enough to only be in two episodes of this debacle. And it was um, there only were like seven episodes, but it was canceled, I believe, after episode two. That's how horrible it was. So, uh, yeah, so it was it was a gritty um, uh, drama about like, you know, uh, the mob and murder and money and Vegas type kind of uh, the, the Vegas kind of mob connections uh, in in Laughlin and but they were singing all the time they would just like they'd go into song about again they would be singing the body electric all the time and it was an absolute disaster so I was going to actually put those two together and say yes no to musical dramas it's always a what the were they thinking when people are being murdered what I will give credit to the BBC uh, the original series the 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 Blackpool uh thing was that's a mini series. There's certain things that may be able to exist in the vacuum of like we're going to tell this story in four, six, uh, six uh, episodes, an hour each or whatever. You tell the story in six hours or 10 hours and that's the beginning, middle and end of it. There's something to be said for that. And maybe you can go further and be weirder when you do something like that and have Hugh Jackman singing before he gets murdered. That's fine. But to try to make it an actual series that people are going to be watching in week in, week out for years is just no, Mm-mm. no. I mean, now you can get away with it. I will say, because uh, if someone points this out, I will say that you can do it if you're smart in a, as a special. Many years ago on Grey's Anatomy, there was a character that was in a horrible car accident and she had a traumatic brain injury. And after that, she was all of a sudden seeing her her coworkers would burst into song because she was uh, had brain swelling and was going insane before they had to do oper- an operation on her to uh, stem the brain swelling. So that was a special where they managed to get people to sing on Grey's Anatomy. Um, so you, they got away with it for one episode. But no, week in, week out, doctors singing and grinding as, as, pe- as patients die? No. A thousand times no. Mm. So my pick is Viva Laughlin slash Cop Rock. I never even heard of Viva Laughlin. Oh my! It was a it was a debacle of disaster. They spent tons of money on it, and again, they got Hugh Jackman, but he was only in one episode. People thought it was going to be starring him. He was only in the first one. He was in the pilot, and I believe he got murdered uh, pretty quickly. Uh, and then um, Melanie Griffith was the other other name, and she was in it for only two episodes um before i think she got bumped off or something so it was just it was stupid it was so stupid such a horrible horrible idea and everything does not translate over cross the pond and cross the pond well and again the the uh, the original thing was a limited series it was not designed to be a regular series well that sounds just terrible thank you it for absolutely that. was they were they were <laughs> rocking just as bad as those cops were so tachi <laughs> what, what was your next pick 
Okay, so my next pick is, you know, I think I have an aversion to foolishness in shows. I like fun, but I think when something, the premise is just like, why? That's why. I'm, and I, there are people that don't agree with me necessarily. This show was on NBC for four years from 1986 to 1990. And the show was called ALF. <laughs> Who the hell thought it was a good idea to have this Muppet puppet come from outer space and wreak havoc on the Tanner family? And they... I, I know it's supposed to be a comedy, but the thing is, they just seem not, they seem so mm, artificial, if that makes any sense. And then here comes this, who, in what world are you harboring this fugitive uh, alien life form and you let it run your life? It would like completely decimate the kitchen and all, you're letting it run things. How does that happen? And they're just like, oh, Alf, you can't do that. What? Well, the, I the, wish. See, Go ahead. Okay, now Tachi, what you're mis what you're not remembering is, see, the point was, um, the family that Alf lived with, they were very straight laced, and Correct. Alf was more go with the flow. Oh, God. <laughs> so no, no, ah! no, no more go with the flow and straight laced. Ah! <laughs> oh, I no. Oh, oh. Okay. I no, I can't. To me, it was on entirely too long. Uh, four seasons was too four seasons too long. But there were people, of course, who um in enjoyed it because even in nineteen nineteen eighteen in two thousand eighteen, Warner Brothers Television announced the development for a reboot, but they got canceled in November of two thousand eighteen. Good. Um, no disrespect to any of the actors that were out, but I'm just like. I there wasn't enough there to me to have four years of of this. Yeah, it was amazing. It lasted as long as it did. And basically, what it, what it was was it was an update of um, my favorite Martian. Yes, which was a show from uh, the the sixties. The idea was it was like yeah, somebody had like a a, a lived somebody living with them who was actual was that actual Martian, but they looked like a regular person, but they would have antennas that would come up for some reason. Sometimes I don't know if they they're their Martian sense would be tingling or whatever and it would they'd pop up or something sometimes. I have no idea. So it was that kind of idea where you're living with somebody, you're trying to hide it and um, it's a part of your family, but it gets into, it gets you into wacky trouble each and every week. Yeah, yeah, stupidity. I could see in the 1960s, that's fine. Cheese was part of the 1950s and 1960s experience. That's what you expected. But now this is the 1980s and you're still doing this nonsense. You haven't evolved at all. No. Well, no. there's a whole category. I won't name the other shows that fit into that category because they might also be on your list. But I have a real aversion to any of those wacky shows where it's just like oh i'm living with my wacky blank and i'm trying to keep it secret from my nosy neighbor just like ugh, just no because it's always a nosy neighbor right always There's always a nosy neighbor who's always on the precipice of discovering that your secret um and and there'll be an episode where it looks like they got where they caught you but then they get hit with in the head with something and they get knocked out and be like oh but i saw you had what you were passed out what do you what do you mean you must have dreamed that sorry Wait. mrs kravitz <laughs> I'll take. I'll help you get back home. I'm just like, Ab yeah, back home. Ab Abner, oh. but Abner, she was there. She was there. <laughs> no, you're confused. 
No, exactly. But you know what? That's almost the same thing as the premise, like Third Rock from the Sun, if you think about it. Oh, it's anyway. that. It's all. It's also a uh, small wonder. There's all. There's a bunch oh. of shows that are exact yeah. same. Like, yeah. Oh wait, no, but she's a robot. No, she's a little girl. You're crazy. And and she speaks just like any other little girl would speak. <laughs> just, oh, that was so stupid. The fact that people were like, did like, uh, and then, but there'd be somebody like, but well, she's robot. No, no, I am not. And they're like, oh, man, they would be like, they would leave her. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> just so stupid. Why, why do you speak from that? I'm from France. I mean, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Again, that would work. There's some of these ideas, they would work in the idea of the absurdity of a SNL skit that is three minutes in length just like with the cone heads when they try to make that into a movie no these things these work as a short skit where it's absurd and it's three minutes long but you can't the idea that the, we put these these weird characters in like a regular milieu and the people don't really understand what's going on with them is just uh, it's uh, beyond stupid it's just i don't get it may i just say something the word of the day is milieu sorry go ahead <laughs> <laughs> you know, Taji, it's because I'm so straight laced, and you're more go with the flow. Oh, no, no, <laughs> okay. No. No. Oh God. Okay. Let, let's move on. Let's move on to your uh, your next pick. What is your number two? Okay, I had a hard. I'm having a real hard time with narrowing some stuff down because I I can't even shoehorn these these two these two shows. I'm on the I'm not sure which one to pick. So I'm gonna go with this one because this is so preposterous and it, it just goes into a category of thing that I really hate. Um, I hate historical comedies when you try to go back in time and make fun of something and then you do things like modern jokes about the fact that like uh like you know oh i'm going to i'm going to put this in facebook you're like oh it's a, it's my book of faces and just like oh see we get it cuz there's a thing called facebook now but there wasn't back in pirate times it's like that's ah, not funny it's stupid stop it stop it stop it <laughs> so in, in in that regard there was a show called the secret diary of desmond Pfeiffer, and it was pronounced Pfeiffer. It was a 1998 show on the UPN network, a network filled with classy shows. And so to tell you a little bit about this show, this abomination masquerading as a TV show, it, it was about Desmond Pfeiffer. Um, oh. uh, and he was a black British gentleman yeah. who was run out of England after being accused of cheating at cards. He takes a job as a butler at the uh, uh, at the um, perpetually horny um, Abraham Lincoln uh, White House during the Civil War. So there's so many things wrong with just the synopsis of this show. He's so let's, a job let's, let's dissect this. The idea that a free black man in England is in trouble for uh, cheating at cards, and what is the best place for him to run to for to safety? Civil War era America. Civil War era South. <laughs> exactly. As opposed to as opposed to fleeing to I don't know Paris. Exactly. Or or Denmark, or somewhere else where he wouldn't be enslaved. 
So that that whole thing is, and then of course, and then the, Abraham Lincoln being perpetually horny and always jokes about like, oh my god, my head is killing me. You know what? Shoot me if I ever drink that much again. Get it? Because I get shot. Get it? It's funny because I'm joking about getting shot and I eventually get murdered. See. Or when his wife asked him, like, oh, my God, why won't you take me to a show? You know, I hate the theater, you know, because I get <laughs> murdered in the theater eventually. So it's funny because I get killed in a theater. That ah! is. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. No hysterical. No historical comedies. Stop it. Stop it. Stop oh. it. Stop it. Oh. So I, I say the the secret diaries of Desmond Pfeiffer should have stayed a secret. Oh. All right, Tony. <laughs> well, we're kindred spirits in that. Oh, my God. You did not have that on your list. No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> we're kindred spirits in that my number one pick is also a UPN abomination. Oh, my God. I think I know what it is, too. <laughs> <laughs> So this show is classified as quote science fiction. It's a science fiction fantasy sitcom, and it was on. It was only on for one season from 1996 to um, 19 uh, like August 26, 96 to May 1997. Actually, that would no back then that was like one season. Yeah, because so, remember the show starts. That's one thing people always get confused when they see the years. Something starts in the fall of say 2020 part that's uh, and then in the and the the fall of 2020 and then in uh, the second half of the season is in uh, is in uh, 2021. Correct. So that's correct. all still one season. It's all still one season. So this was just one um, season. So it centers, I'll tell you the name in a minute because I can't believe. Oh, oh I already know. You already name. know, but the audience may not. So it centers around two astronauts. Let me just tell you the day. The damn abomination is called Homeboys in Outer Space. Home Bloody Boys in Outer Space. Homeboys in Outer Space. Centers around two astronauts, Tiberius, Ty Walker, and Morris Clay, um, played by, so Tiberius is played by Flex, if you know the comedian, quote, Flex. And Morris uh, Cl uh, Clay is played by, um, by uh, what's his last name? Daryl Bell. Daryl Bell was uh, is from best known world. from a different world, right? Dwayne Wade's uh, best friend on a different world. So um, they go around the universe in a winged car nicknamed the Space Hoopty. That's one. Well, no, one is that it's called Homeboys in Outer Space. Two is that the car is named the Space Hoopty in the 23rd century. Three, it is a cross between a lowrider and an 18-wheeler. Four, the, it's piloted by a talking female computer named Loquatia. Oh, God. This is the most stereotypical nonsense that I have ever scene i for me it's i think it's it's not worse than the pjs but they're running neck and neck 
How very dare you? It's not funny. First of all, you know, it's one thing if you're trying, you're trying your hand at comedy and the thing is funny. It's not funny at all in the least. There is nothing funny about this. It's just, a, it's full of stupid tropes and stereotypes. And, you know, rather than come up with something, um, and that again points to the fact that space is not for, for black people. And then when we do, we do get to space, we do things like have um, the computers named Loquatia and have a lowrider spacecraft. It take it. It really is almost. It's it's beyond comical. It's sad that the fact that now you can't see yourself as a young black boy or girl as an astronaut in space because they've made a parody of it. Representation and images are so important. And when you have a platform like that and you do this kind of nonsense with it, I'll stop right there. But it, it was an abomination. Homeboys in outer space? Who the hell told you that was a good idea? Again, that just the, the, the thought of that show is making the ghost of Maya Angelou cry. It was, it was <laughs> I'm sorry. just the premise is horrific. It it is so just I don't know I, I, I any anybody even involved in that show I just feel like you your your black card is should be revoked immediately um, you should not even be allowed to watch the NAACP awards just <laughs> horrible horrible all around I mean why not just reboot step and fetch it if you're going to do exactly this kind of it just well UPN basically was the step and fetch it network it was just everything I I, I think they I'll give them I take it back they had one good show that was girlfriends oh everything else great. no let everything. me tell you they used to there was a there was a joke on campus I was at Howard University and we used to get like in our rooms we used to get UPN okay before they, you know, merged and became, you know, something else. Uh, they merged with the WB, I began, I believe. So they used to, UPN, they said it stands for the Underprivileged Negro Network. That oh, was, my God. That was the joke on campus. Oh, my God. Oh, classy. Terrible. <laughs> oh my God. Terrible. That Wait, so that was your number, the, was that, that was, your number one pick? That was my number one pick, oh Homeboys in Outer Space. So I'm dying to know what I, I, you're. Well, I'm gonna say first of all, I need a uh, I need a Lieutenant Uhura palate cleanser to get me. <laughs> the, that's what, that's what, it's in it's a it's 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 in space. So how can it ride low? I don't I what I don't the whole I don't I don't know. See, yeah, L Lieutenant Uhura is crying right now. She okay, is exactly, crying. Nichelle Mitchell. Oh my Nichelle god, Nichelle Mitchell. Yes, yeah, so Nichelle she's Mitchell weeping did. right now as we speak. Uh, oh my god. And, no, but I mean the thing is, you know, on the serious tip, all that she went through in order, you know, and initially she was not going to take that role. So all that she went to to and, and to show a positive image of blacks. She was a lieutenant on a ship in space of blacks in outer space. And then here you come along, you know, like 30 some 30 years later and you erase everything she did. Great job, Flax and Daryl Bell. Ugh, yeah. Anyway, they've made, they've made a lot of great career choices. Uh, yeah. Oh my God. All right. What's your number one, Kev? 
Okay, I it's it's hard for me. There, I have some honorable mentions, but I I won't go into them because we'll, in case we revisit this topic and we do another one because there's so many horrible horrible. Oh, we're shows. gonna revisit. We were gonna revisit. But my part, uh, but my part, my number one pick is actually two, and it goes into again an archetype that just to me fails. And I'm sure someone will point out where this succeeded, but I can't think of where this ever works. So there was a show called. The Hard Times of R.J. Berger. Uh, it aired from 2000, uh, two, 2010 to 2011 on MTV. Are, we, are, you, are you at all familiar with the show or the premise? I, I am not. Okay. Again, this is a, a show that I'm, I'm, I'm sure people are listening with their children. So maybe you want to ask them to leave the room during this mm. portion of the show. We'll play some music while they do. Okay, so your kids are gone now. All right, so this is the premise of the show. They're they're kids. They can walk really fast. So the the show was it was a it was a coming age coming of age comedy about a nerdy but well endowed fifteen year old who abruptly goes from anonymous to infamous after his anatomy his anatomical gift is accidentally exposed to his entire school. So in the there's some kind of prank that's pulled while he's making an announcement in the gym in front of the whole like an assembly and somebody pants him and shockingly this nerdy kid has a uh, large penis and so the show is about how the fact that he has a big penis week and week out it affects his life and it affects how everybody treats him at school and his whole life is turned upside down by his wang and all i could think is when they were selling this show when they were the premise was like wow yes this is this we're this is mtv we want shocking material and we want shocking things to for te- we're gonna uh, we're gonna point at teens you know we're, sh- we're shockingly pointing large penises at teens so my question is, if I'm there in the meeting, it's just like, wait, so, yes, that would, if, if, if that happened, yes, there would be ramifications, but enough for a series? You're, you're saying you're going to have, like, what, 22 stories about his big penis affecting life at school? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're going to do the, and it's going to be on for, like, five years, hopefully, and go into, we're going to, there, there are that many stories about this kid's penis and how it's, it's effect on the school of, seriously mm-hmm. <laughs> and so to me teen sex comedies do not work in a tv show setting could you do a movie about this and how i he he goes from nerd to here and that's something and, and it's so all of the show everything about the show was just like seriously there was an asian character on the show and whenever he would enter a scene they would actually play a gong in two 2010 and 11 what they would play a gong whenever an asian this asian character uh, came on to the scene because he's asian right gong get it because he's asian so gong so uh, seriously there was that and of course who is he in love with he's in love with the head cheerleader and so now that he has a, a it's publicly known he has a big wang of course he has a shot at her now because Again, being a super gorgeous hot cheerleader, the only guy that she has access to that has a large penis would be a nerdy, ugly kid. So, of course, she's going to end up with him. I'm just seriously. This, what were they thinking? What were they thinking? This is why you need to stop having uh, recovering frat boys as in all these writers' rooms. 
to, to come up with this nonsense. And speaking of that, uh, this is uh, this like I said, teen comedies or sex comedies. Why they just don't work? This is another thing that just is a, as as a dishonorable mention. A, a little show called Scrotal Recall. The hell? It's actually it's it, it is on Netflix as we speak. So let me tell you about it. The premise is at the premises uh, is after finding out he has an STD, oh. Dylan must go back in t- uh, must get back in touch with every girl he has ever had sex with to let them know the bad news. So, how many women has Dylan slept with that we can? This can actually be a show where week in, week out, we're going back to all the women he's hooked up with and him telling them that he had an STD and have it be wacky fun week after week. So, the first season was actually called that, but because of the fact that it did horribly, um, they changed the name of the show. So, now the show is known as Lovesick. Which is a much better title uh, than Scrotal Recall because I'm sure they I'm sure they laughed and laughed when they came up with that title. <laughs> um, <laughs> they are like, so simple. I'm telling you, people are simple. Oh. So, but again, now could this be a premise for a movie, a romantic yes. comedy where some where some where, where some guy who's a dirtbag who's banged tons and tons of chicks, where in the course of going back to inform all the women that he's had sex with, that he had uh, uh, he may have exposed him to a sexually transmitted disease, he has a change of heart of how he's uh, about what kind of man he's become, and in the course of talking back to these ex, these exes, he reignites a relationship with one of the like one of the first women that he was ever with, uh, and at the end of it, he's with her, and that you know. That would be, that's a movie, yes. But the idea, this is on, it's on its third season. How many chicks did he bang before he got a sexually transmitted disease? That is three seasons of him telling these women that he, that he exposed them to his chlamydia. And wait a minute, this guy is in high school? No, the, I, no, I, I believe that he's like a, an adult. This one, at least okay. he's not a teen. But it, but it's still, it was just one of those, it's, it's one of these, to me, uh, sex comedy ideas that just like would be better served as a movie. So both of them, uh, the hard times of R.J. Berger and get it hard times because there's a penis. Hard, oh. Get it because it's hard. The times are hard because he's it has a double meaning because he's a teen and he's a nerd and everybody doesn't like it. But now they know that he has a big penis. You see the times are hard because it's a penis. Ah! So <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> so when it so I'm not anti sex comedy like again they're like super bad was hilarious this the, both of these if handled correctly could have been good movies but as far as being TV shows what the were they thinking the, these are both horrible ideas for TV shows absolutely horrible and I concur I didn't even know about either of these were they both on MTV. Oh uh, no! The the uh, uh the first one was on MTV. Uh, the hard times of uh what's his name? Burger something. Nicholas Burger is that uh, R J Burger. Oh, okay. I'm, sure, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised I didn't go all the way and call him B J Burger. But anyway, um. <laughs> B J. What's uh, up? Uh, Never. Blow. Mind. And then what is this? J? Oh. Okay. So yes. Oh damn. <laughs> I'm like, anyway. well, why would they name him that? <laughs> Oh, Dachi, I love your innocence. But anyway. <laughs> I'm very innocent. Aw, you're so sweet. Well, anyway, you will not be a guest star on Scrotal Recall. But anyway. So- Thank God. 
and Scrotal Recall is currently on Netflix. I actually think it's like a, I think it's like an Australian production or it's um, what's the uh, what's the other country? I always forget that New Zealand. It's it's either New Zealand or oh, Australia New Zealand. or something. Okay. Uh, is the is wait? Scrotal... I'm sorry. Before you move on, did he have? Did he not have underwear on? Is this how they ascertain that? I be- I just know that they pants to make this assembly, and I think with the pants and his underwear came up, whatever is the, everything comes is is he's literally uh, uh, naked from the waist down in front of the whole school, and they all gasp, and of course his whole life has changed uh, be after the reveal. That is terrible. Somebody needs to go to jail over that. When was this show on? This was on from 2010 to 2011 on MTV. <sighs> Clearly, before this um, "Don't Touch Me" movement. Okay. Oh yeah, so the, they're basically it's like the uh, uh, yeah. So if if you didn't think your kids were destroyed by Teen Mom, then they had a show about oh, a kid, God. a kid with a big wang, and how it basically changes everything and 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 makes him popular, and how he has friends now, and just oh, just, it just and again, a, a movie, yes, but again, week in week, I don't understand how on episode twelve, episode fourteen, fifteen, how is his penis affecting the story every week? That's a terrible premise. I, I, that's why it's that's why it's my number one pick for what the were they thinking? <laughs> wow. So here you have it. The, oh my the God. hard times of BJ. No, uh, RJ Burger. <laughs> I was going to change it to BJ Burger, but anyway, RJ Burger. Yeah, horrible, horrible, hor- horrible show. I didn't watch it, thank God, but just the premise, horrible, horrible. And Scrotal Recall, which is still in production, apparently. I, I don't know if it's going to be a season four. There's th- three seasons of it. It's called now called Lovesick, if you're actually curious about it. Um, but again, I still say, what were they thinking? And how are there still? Was he an NFL or was he, on, was he a basketball player? How is he getting three seasons worth of women that he still needs to contact about his sexually transmitted disease? That's scary as hell. Jesus. So. And why is he not wrapped up? If you have that many, you three seasons of women and you're not wrapped up. The hell? It still hasn't. T- it still hasn't told everybody yet. So I, exactly, it's just wow. So you know, in fact, you know who should actually, if that were on network TV, you know who should sponsor it is Trojan should sponsor that show because <laughs> brought to you by Trojans. Exactly. So, so exactly. you won't have to wait to hear from this guy, you know, uh, about him exposing you to committee or anything else. You know, yeah, make sure that yeah, everything is wrapped up. Trojan and KY Jelly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I can't believe we've gotten through our top our top second part two of our what the were they thinking? <laughs> were they special? Thinking? Oh my god, Tachi, it was crazy. No, that that this last one was just like I can't believe it's oh, you know what? You. Now, now that we've done that, now the, you, the kids can come back into the room. Do 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 do. Oh, you know what? Now the kids are coming back. We sing the body, body electric. <laughs> I celebrate. What the? What is the? I celebrate the me that's to come. The hell? Yeah, I celebrate the, the me, me that's to come. come. I, I toast, toast to my own reunion. My own reunion. <laughs> when I become one. When I become one. <laughs> the sun. And I and look I back, look on, back Venus. on Venus. I look back on Mars. 
And I burn with the fire of what? Of 10 million stars. And, and in, time, in time, and, and in, time, in time, we will, we will all be, be stars. That is, <laughs> I, I still don't know what the hell it is. I, it, means, it means nothing. It absolutely is gibberish. It means nothing. You know what, people, hit us up on social media. If you're the writer of the song, please explain what it means and how you tricked America into singing this at graduations all through the 80s. Oh, I my God. <laughs> the, I was like the next class that sings, I sing the body a lot. Everybody's saying that. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. I toast to my own reunion when I when become, I become one, with, one the with the sun. Is it about like we're all gonna die? I don't, I don't understand yeah, what that it, song is about. This seems like a meteor is heading straight for Earth, <laughs> and we're all gonna burn a terrible death. That's what it seems like. Because in time we will all be stars. Oh, this is terrible. It's sad. But, I yeah. I, I think people at the time, because it was with fame, they thought we'll all be stars and we'll all be famous. But what does that have to do with becoming one with the sun? I don't. I I don't know. I don't know. Some weird stuff that an artist wrote on on fame. So it fits with fame because it's like, oh well, that person's artsy. That makes sense. But for that to be the anthem, the national anthem for graduating classes everywhere in the eighties, terrible. Yeah, go back to that We've Only Just Begun song. But anyway, so, <laughs> Taji. Let's have a little Karen Carpenter, how, huh? How can people begin to listen to our show <laughs> on other platforms? <laughs> We've only just begun to sing. Uh, anyway, here we go. No, to podcast. Oh, that's right, to podcast. <laughs> Subscribers <laughs> and reviews. reviews. Give us five stars and we're on our way. <laughs> We've only just begun. Oh, my God. The, 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 the TV channeling lawyers. We're going to owe so much in royalties for this episode. <laughs> oh Hopefully. My God. Hopefully nobody from the Carpenters camp listens to this. So. Or from the or from the fame camp. Or from the a fame. lot of money. Oh, my, oh gosh. my God. In our last episode, also, we, we did some royalty-free. Uh, Whitney Houston's no, estates come, come I, after us, too. I don't give a damn. If, if, if the people from fame come after me, I am turning in all the damn high schools in Buffalo, New York, that sang that. I'm like, well, they sang it, too. And they, because I was there, they sang it, they sang it. I'm turning them all in. We're, not going we're, we're, we're going down together. <laughs> together. Oh, damn it. All of us. If we have to go down, so are you. <laughs> and in time, and in time, <laughs> we will all be soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, millennials and Gen Z and Gen Alpha are they completely what we're not talking getting about. this. They're like, why? They are not getting this. This is a gen, you know what? And even, um, uh, you know, boomers may get it, but this is a Gen X thing for real. So Gen X, this is for you because we're always ignored. Nobody gives a damn. Gen X, this one was for you. Yeah, we're the middle child generation. We're the middle Absolutely. child generation. Absolutely. Yeah. They're like Gen who? X, damn it, X. Yeah. We, uh, what, that, the nice thing about being in Gen X is we get to equally hate both baby boomers and uh, uh, millennials. I, I hate them both equally. Exactly. <laughs> it's, just, it's like boomer, whatever boomer, and with millennials, get a job. <laughs> 
All so. right. So, so it, unless you're in that in that demographic, we love you. We want to thank you so much for listening. Absolutely. Well, we we love we love everybody. We love we love the boomers. We love the we love all generations. So, thank you for listening. So, um, how, how can, can they listen? listen to us? Yeah, Tachi? yeah. I was waiting for that. Thank you. So. We I already are asked on- that before when we went on the singing tangent. Don't act like I didn't ask you this question before. We ended up singing for 15 minutes after Ooh, I asked you. Before. If you were in front of me, you would be doused with this sparkling water from my <laughs> favorite store. <laughs> <laughs> Which we cannot name because they are not sponsoring us. But <laughs> you know oh, now we've, we've lost any shot of being sponsored by after this. Again, th- uh, these last two episodes have been incredibly... We're, oh my god we, we've lost any hope of getting sponsors no they're though they love it they love it in fact <laughs> homeboys in outer space is looking to make <laughs> when they and do they the reboot, they're gonna they're gonna want to be they want to sponsor or oh my god you know what also the, the upn's new streaming service then they will also want to sponsor us on <laughs> Oh, we're doomed. If those are our only sponsors, we are doomed. <laughs> anyway, so if you want to listen to more shenanigans like this, you've got several ways to do it. Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio. You can listen to us on one of our faves, WJMSRadio.com. Hey, Jamie, live on Tuesdays and Fridays, 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. And if you can't remember any of that, just go to our website, TVChanneling.com, and you can, you know, listen to the latest episodes there. They're all there, which is really cool. So maybe, just like our last episode, you're really upset that we uh, <laughs> picked on Cop Rock, decimated homeboys in outer space, talked about BJ, no, BJ, MJ, and, and, and BJ and his... Uh, the uh, hard times. The, time, the hard times, the flaccid <laughs> times, whatever, of BJ, uh, MJ. RJ, RJ, RJ Burger. Damn it, that shows you how much it matters. RJ Burger, that's disgusting. But anyway, maybe you really like that show and you want to tell us off for ripping a hole in, ooh. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. How can they reach a wait before? Oh my God. Oh my God. Uh, uh, let me, let me get, make sure you like and subscribe on the podcast. podcast <laughs> oh yeah. Okay? After that, are you going to make sure? Let me let me make sure you like and subscribe. Maybe you like to hear more stuff like that. But how can they reach us on social to tell us what they think of our content? Oh yes, um, if you want to tell us about about your poor kids and what we put in their in their heads, um, then you can reach out and and uh, and point your vitriol at us in several ways. You can you can tell us how much you loathe us on Facebook. Good. Um, you can tell us about the fact that we you'll never listen to our show again on Instagram. And yes. You, and you can uh, threaten to complain to Apple Podcasts to get us kicked off of the platform on Twitter. So there's several ways you can reach out to us, and we'd love to hear from you. So if there's a show you'd like us to review, if there's a top five that you'd like to recommend to us, we'd love to hear from you. Take your idea for a top five. If there is something going on in entertainment news you want to hear our take on, I don't know why you would after to after this show and and the last uh, last one. That's another thing. Listen to if you liked this, 
first of all, you're a rare duck. We love you. You're you're very special. And in time, you will be a star. But anyway, um, we also want <laughs> also go back and listen to episode part one of uh of uh this. Listen to last week's episode because you're gonna you're gonna have a good time if you liked this. So anyway, yeah. So reach out to us on social media. Follow us, and also if you buy again, if you buy some twist of fate like this, leave us a review. We would we would love a positive review. We'll 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 sing the girl from Ipanema as we we fill it out and yeah. <laughs> 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 oh yeah, we're gonna get sued from that girl's family. <laughs> <laughs> that girl from Ipanema is gonna sue us to pieces. Oh whoever she is. <laughs> so Wait, Madeline Robinson. Who is that? Oh, the girl from Ipanema. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh goodness so with that we're going to take off and let you get back to whatever it was you were doing before you were listening to us hey guys thank you so much we appreciate you we love you for listening and we're signing off the way we always do goodbye from tachi and goodbye from kevin and remember if you're becoming one with the sun we're talking about it unless you've got a bj uh flaccid thing <laughs> <laughs> oh my god tachi stop make it stop <laughs> Cheers! Bye!